0: Welcome to the C3 Church Coffs Harbour podcast. We're glad you're here. We pray that you'll be blessed and encouraged by this week's message.
1: I really didn't think this through um, when I asked these guys, but uh, I just prayed that God would do what only He can do, and He'd bring a sense of order to uh, what is what is sure to be a recipe for chaos. But uh, hey, could we please welcome Sean and Diana as they come? <laughs> welcome grab a seat oh yes the rose between two thorns Ah. hello hey he's got a cap on for a reason i reckon he's been hide himself ah touché how are you diane
0: i'm good you good
1: yeah microphone's working it is yes
0: uncomfortably working
1: you love this what are you talking about you love these moments no
0: yeah no? It's out of the comfort zone. Been practicing all week. <laughs> in front of the mirror.
1: As you do. Is it not working? I don't know how it works. <laughs> um, you
0: don't mind if I have notes, so? No, not at all. Because um, I've,
1: I've got mine just here as well. So Post night
0: uh, shift, and I might start, you know, maybe debating the pros and cons of a flat Earth or something. So this will just <laughs> keep me on track. Look, if the conversation goes
1: there, we could we could go there. <laughs> <laughs> She's yours, man. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear! My goodness gracious! So tell us a little bit about yourselves, about your family, your life, and maybe if you could, maybe one thing. Because a lot of people would know you guys uh, because you pump out delicious coffee for us most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> cath- I'm glad what is you- <laughs> coffee, not children, then. <laughs> yeah, <I'm probably laughs> both. Coming, then. You pumped out lots of both. Um, you are parents of five children, which uh, is a basketball team officially, and I. Most of us probably would know you've been around for quite They're a number a of years. They're a bit short for
0: a basketball team. They're a little bit
1: short, but um, if you hang on the clothes on with bricks on your feet, you end up looking like me. Um, so tell us, bit about yourself, maybe one thing we don't really know about you guys.
0: Well, yeah, five kids, mm-hmm. two nurses. You have um, two nurses? We have yeah. two nurses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are two nurses. Um, life's, life's, like, I think we try and do eighteen hours a day of constantly go 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 but yep. it's good. Um, something we don't know about. What do you what do we not know about you, Sean?
2: <laughs> I'm interested to find out what I don't know about you.
0: <laughs> I think you know everything about me. I I'm st- like secretly competitive, I suppose. Really? Yes. I would not pick that. No. Right. I try I try to hide it. Right. I just I like to set a goal. If someone sets a goal, I'm like, I think I could think i could top that <laughs> so i just but i do it quietly like i don't like you to done
2: yes this is true like for example she uh, ran the city to surf just last weekend
1: <laughs> well done
2: <laughs> having never you know really been a runner ever she went i'm gonna do it
1: wow and she did it that's that's probably one thing um i, I admire most about you guys is that you make a decision and you'll move heaven and earth to follow through with that decision and make it happen. Like, setbacks or hardship or uh, it just being tough is never an excuse for you guys to quit achieving your goals.
0: Not to challenge.
1: Yeah. Because um, you guys... Um, well, tell us a bit about... Oh, I didn't put this in the notes, but tell us a bit about your journey to become nurses because that wasn't easy. Like, in the, the midst of what was on your, your plate, the responsibilities and things you had in life... To, to get to that goal of changing your whole career trajectory um, was tough, right? It
0: was, it was a, definitely a, a leap of faith because I think we had, we had four kids at the time and we just bought a house and Sean worked full-time. I think I was already studying at the time and for him to start a degree meant quitting a full-time job which was like, should we do this? And we just felt like it was the right thing to do. So it was like, okay, we're just going to do it. At the time, it meant we worked out we had $20 a fortnight left after we'd paid everything, all the bills. So when the kids got invited to a birthday party, it was kind of like, ooh, (laughs) I hope they don't mind a $5 present from the reject shop because (laughs) that's pretty much all we've got. But... I know God. God made it happen, yeah. and here we are. How many years later? I don't know. Ten years later. Mm.
1: And, and in the midst of that, you had Arlen.
0: We had Arlen.
1: So fifth baby thrown into the mix. Yeah. That was a, another interesting um, challenge you had to navigate.
0: Yeah, that was a surprise. I must confess, I did cry for two weeks after I found out. They weren't tears of joy at the time. We I'm love him crying. dearly. I'm still crying. But he's he's a joy. He's a challenge. He's yeah. a challenge. He's a four-year-old that, like, does not stop talking and has four older siblings that he wants to copy, so yeah. he's fun. And,
1: and I think there's, it's pretty clear that there's a touch of God on, on your career path too because it just seems like doors of opportunity, uh, probably especially for you, Sean, um, in your career path of just being crazy, like one after the other after the other, even getting jobs that technically you weren't qualified for, but through whatever reason, doors have opened for you to have... Incredible.
2: Doesn't speak well for the healthcare system when they let anybody do these sort of jobs. <laughs> but yeah, I've had... That wasn't the angle I was hoping to go down, but you know. But yeah, I've had awesome opportunities to, to you know, expand leadership up, um, opportunities, run the whole hospital overnight. Yeah, as a second-year sort of nurse,
0: he was running the hospital. Like, that. At night time. It was fun. Wow. That's huge. I couldn't think of anything worse, but... <laughs> Neither <can laughs> He I. was good at it. <laughs> but yeah...
1: Well, because you're one of those people that, that doesn't chase leadership. It's just in you by design, whether you like it or not. And so people identify that with you and opportunities arrive because of the gift that you, you have. So it makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I now manage a whole
2: unit myself, so that's good.
1: And you work... Not you myself, work, with my team.
2: I don't. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: and you get to work like eight to five every day?
2: Eight to five, Monday to Friday, no night shift for me.
1: <laughs> and Diana's <laughs> come up night shift <laughs> and she's <laughs> hating you right now. Love it. Love it.
0: So, like, we sit there out of nighttime time when I have to go to work, and I'm like, I really don't want to go. And he's like, yeah, it sucks to be you. <laughs> I
2: haven't done night shift for over a year now.
1: Living the dream. So, what's the one thing we might not know about you, Sean? I've put a lot of thought into this question.
2: When you sent me through the questions, like, this is roughly what we'll be talking about. I was like, one thing you don't know about me, is was like that's appropriate to tell from the pulpit.
1: Yes, that's, I should have clarified that. You didn't? <laughs> yes, no, I didn't. So, this is what I've come up with. okay. <laughs> Just a huge on the recording, thank you.
2: No, um, I'm a pretty straight up and down sort of person. What you see is what you get. I try to be consistent with who I am. So, if you see me down the street, I will be the same person as I am at church. I try to be consistent as much as I can. So, I am who I am. So, something you don't know about me, I don't know, I was a. we did full-time missionary work for 18 months before we got married. Maybe most people want not know that. I don't know. Which is awesome. Yeah, that was, we got married and then we ran away from that sort of work as much as we could. <laughs> I mean, we looked after
0: five teenagers then.
2: Yeah, oh, that's right. Then we looked after five teenagers in a house in our first year of marriage. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun.
0: <laughs> how, how
2: old were you guys then? Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs>
1: No you were teenagers. Again again, who
2: lets nineteen year olds in their first year of marriage look after fifteen year olds?
0: That's pretty crazy. Healthcare
1: system. <laughs> um, healthcare system. So we go we go back a ways. We we, we do. You and I have We a bit go of back history. Quite that far back, actually. Um, there's probably a lot of things I need to apologize for over those years, Sean. Um, probably in equal. particular when when we ran youth and <laughs> You know, I, I would I would get you to do things. Um. Take one for the team. Well, I'll, that's what I was thinking about. Is there yeah. any of those that stick in your mind as probably emotional scar or physical, physical scars and emotional scars for the, your life? The
2: worst. Does, does everyone know what take one for the team is? Do you want to Maybe. set that up a little do bit? Do you want me to set
1: that up? So we used to do a thing when we had youth. We'd have like 150, 180 kids every Friday night here, and uh, we would we would get one of the leaders because it couldn't be a kid because that's like illegal. Uh, one of the ki- one of the leaders would. Uh, what we'd call take me, one for the one team. of the leaders, me. It was Sean. And so they, they would have to take one form of punishment for every new kid that was there. So the whole idea was, bring your friends, because someone's going to get whacked because of you. And so if there was 14 kids, whatever we'd established, they would have 14 inflictions uh, or seven, whatever the number was. So uh, we would choose random things that we would do to them. And the person
2: that was, because we took it in turns, it was out on as yep. well and the person that was giving it wouldn't tell the person that was receiving it what it was True. until they were about to receive it Yep. so it was a big reveal and the one that sticks in my mind the most the one that put shivers up my spine still to this day yep. is I was standing right there yep. with a rolled up cinema, news, uh, cinema poster uh, movie posters yeah. yeah and I had to take a hit across the back for every new person that was there and I think I cried oh. in that corner after the first one <laughs> And then I had to come back for another one. You, you welted immediately. It was just like yep. literally from here to here. This bruised, raised...
1: I think we toned it down after that. We realised we'd sort of hit our peak. I, I, a... I think I
2: looked at you and went, no more, please. I think you <laughs> like the Papa. 16 new kids, Sean. I think I took two and couldn't do any more. Yeah. There was a point. It was just, it was brutal.
1: Yeah, well, was there a point to all that? No, probably no, not. It's just, just something fun to do. Something it's when young, do. People lead yeah. young people leave young people. Yes. Oh, dear Lord. Nah, youth was good times. It was good times. We, um, we served together for probably a decade, serving young people. Um, well, we've been in the church for about
2: 19 years, we think. Mm. So just longer than we've been married. Yeah. And um,
1: we've, yeah. And we go Where on. haven't you served in church? you served almost everywhere, haven't you guys?
0: I don't think we've been on the service crew. Worship. Oh, we are worship. worship. Can we change that? We could No, 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 no. You don't want us singing.
1: <laughs> no. I retract that offer immediately.
0: Uh, so tell us, tell us about your faith journey. How, how did you? He's good at ribbons.
1: No. Well, I
2: stay in this church. Ribbons come out, I'm gone.
1: That's a non-negotiable. It's safe. You're safe with me, sure. <laughs> I've got that in writing. No, it's, it's fine. Um, tell us about your faith journey, how you come to, to faith in God. You've been part of the church for almost 20 years, but obviously I think you, you must have met Jesus before that. How did that all come to part for you guys? Ladies first.
0: Well, for me, I grew up in a quite a religious church, the kind where men wear suits to church and ties and women wear skirts. And it was very... I don't want to like right on the catholics at all but i liken it to catholic in the um organization of church like no. sit down stand up sit down stand up sit down stand up That goes for this amount of time and it was very um yeah religious not not a faith um based it was you were kind of like you were scared you were going to go to hell if, unless you did exactly the right thing right. and I, I do remember being slightly confused as a kid because the we, I don't know, I feel like we read Revelations a lot and there's the saving right. <laughs> of the 144,000 and all I could think is like, I don't think there's enough people in our church to make up 144,000. Like, who's the rest of them going to be? Or what if there's more? What happens to the rest? Because ours was the only true church. So I was a little bit confused and it wasn't until I was much older that I realised that, okay, that's not quite how it works. But anyway, journey with my parents out of that church into a more faith-based church and I got saved when I was about 16 at like a youth meeting that we like a little impromptu youth meeting that we had that was kind of like a break away from our church and that's when Jesus became real and I realized that was actually it wasn't religion it was faith.
1: Yeah. And like a personal relationship? A personal a relationship like Jesus had checklist. actually died for me yeah.
0: and that was what I was striving for. It wasn't like meeting all these, re- these requirements to be a good person. It was, Jesus was the only way. Nice. I, was, I was a sinner, but he saved me.
1: So good. Sean, what do you envisage the day you meet Jesus to be like? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. It it. I thought he was a question. Yes, he is. Uh, I envision <laughs> when, when I finally get to meet him. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. No, no, because your, yours is totally different to to Dion's right. Pretty much, yeah. So, how did you come he- She features heavily
2: in the journey. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just grew up typical non Christian family, um, two working class um, parents, uh, a couple of brothers and sisters, mum and dad, um, doing the best they s- literally could to raise their kids mm-hmm. as best as they literally can, giving them everything they possibly can. Um, but, you know, just that can't quite make enough, just factory working type parents, you know. Um, grew up in Tasmania. Don't hold it against me. There are some Tasmanians here visiting t- this morning too, by the way, from Hobart. We love Tasmanians. Some we time. love Tasmanians, but they're from Hobart, so. Yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, long story short, one day, I, was, I think I was in year six still, my mum sat me down to tell me this uh, awesome story about how my dad who had raised me wasn't my biological father. That crushed me. Moved on, um, went through high school, and then uh, started working at Coles. I'm just really paraphrasing, obviously. <laughs> Seen this uh, hot chick working behind the deli in a hairnet and a So red,
0: blind, he was so blind, braces and a hairnet. I wasn't talking about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Jokes! <laughs>
2: no, no, she was. She was working at. She was working at
0: and uh, you look like Nick Carter and not Kurt Cobain, just for the record. <laughs>
2: Hit me baby one more time. Um, yeah, and just seeing, seeing this hot chick, I was like... And this was a weird thing to come into a... I was, I was 16. I think I'd just hit 16. Come into my brain, I was like, I'm going to marry that. Or her.
1: That. <laughs> Better
2: than saying I'm going to hit that. <laughs> yes, it is. So you saw this attractive I woman. I saw this attractive woman and I went, I'm going to marry her. Which is, uh, even looking at it now, I was like, that's a weird thing to come to my head. So she wouldn't talk to me. Um, so I had a friend that was a friend of hers, went in the back way, got her phone number, rang her up. Over the course of a couple of weeks, she finally started talking to me. After a date, she said no. Kept on talking to her on the phone. After a date, she said no. God. Eventually, she said, I'll go you on a date. You didn't get
0: it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was on a mission from Jesus. <laughs> Eventually she said, I will go out on a date with you if you come to church. I was like, done. (laughs) So I had no church background at this stage. Um, So I dressed up in my Sunday finest, buttoned up shirt, dress pants I had to borrow from somewhere. Um, How did I get there? I think I dropped off there and it was at the super religious church that I went to. And I sat there like this going, what have I done? (laughs) Exactly what I expected it to be. But then Dion's family, God was moving in their life. As I, was, I think I was part of their, their journey. Yes. And then yeah, twelve months, twelve month journey for me of asking questions, harassing the shanks with lots of questions, then being very gracious and forgiving and tolerable. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, one day it was at a church youth um, camp. We went to church camp and um, that Jesus video that was going, you know the. Not the passion, the one before the passion was kind of, they showed that. It was just like a moment for me. It was like, oh, this is real. Yeah. And yeah. Perfect. And the journey has continued since faith, doubt, faith, doubt, faith, doubt, <laughs> faith, doubt, faith, <laughs> doubt.
1: Oh, I've got no idea. <laughs> and I, I appreciate with that because that's, if most of us are honest, that's how we all feel. I don't think every, all of us wake up every day filled with faith. I think there's moments where we go, is this legit? Have we made, you know? And I think that's, that's, a, that's a healthy thing to go through as long as you keep your, your heart and mind open to the Holy Spirit speaking to you because he'll always lead you and guide you back to the truth. I
2: always take comfort in the fact that without doubt you can't have faith hmm. because if you're just 100%, you're sold out 1,000, you're there, then you're a bit naive to what's actually going on around you. Yeah. So the doubt, sometimes when you get confronted with stuff, makes Red you kind of go, okay, sure. well, what am I going to do with this? Where am I up to?
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's probably a good, good segue there. So obviously, uh, his charms won. He was compliant, came to church. So yeah, charming, uh, they did. Uh, <laughs> yep. You got married, young, 19. Oh, we should have got photos of you guys. Your oh, wedding photos. No, hell no. <laughs> um, I wore cargo pants to my wedding. <laughs> My biggest
2: regret in life, and I've got a one mate in particular, now I'm going to have other people, but my biggest regret in life is wearing cargo pants to my wedding.
1: Well, you're 20 years coming up pretty soon, so... I'm we, not do a redoing that. We should do a recreate thing. Hell no. That'd be awesome. Um, so, Sean, you mentioned, you know, obviously wrestling with doubts over the years that come and go. Um, what, what have been some other things maybe for you, to on too, like in down days when faith is challenged... Um, how, do, how do you overcome how do you process that? How do you journey through hmm. downtimes
0: yeah well it is a, it is a, as a constant, isn't it? life? Life is like that constantly, and I guess it's the fact for me the saying facts aren't feelings aren't facts, and you know like marriage and having kids can be like like you, our love is not necessarily as Emotive as when you first meet each other with all the feelings.
2: (laughs) I'm so passionate. Sorry, PG.
0: (laughs) You know, and there's days where it's just the mundane part of life and and can be like that most days. And raising children, you know, when you first have a child, you know, you're just in love with them and then you go through the life of ups and downs of like.
2: (laughs) When you first have them, you're so in love with them.
0: They're like a squishy little baby, but you know, raising kids is is flipping hard work as most of us as most of us know. But the fact is that we always love them, regardless, through the really annoying times, love you dearly children. Um, but also the times where you're super proud of them and you just you have that that proud, that love, that moment where you just like and the and the feeling is there, but there's days where it's not. And it's like that with your faith. Like there's days when you come to church or or even you'll be in nature and you just really feel the presence of God. And then there's other days where you just like, I don't feel it today. Or you're completely ignoring the, the awe-inspiringness of God in nature. But that doesn't mean it's not real. And it's those days when you kind of feel like a little bit flat. They're the days when you just, you know, it's the facts rather than the feelings that get you through. And just, they're the days when you're like, God, I know you're there somewhere. I can't feel it. But I know
1: you are. Epic. I think it was spot on. Anything you'd add to that, Sean?
2: No, I was just as you were talking, I was just thinking about myself because I wasn't listening to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking. Um, it's a we were at dinner hearing. with some friends last night, and um, she said, She goes, You're either 100% committed, Sean, or you're 100% non committed, aren't you? Just talking about because at the moment I'm not running because I've hurt myself. And um, so I'm eating really bad and drinking. Consistently, and um, <laughs> water, and uh,
0: KFC for dinner, breakfast, KFC for dinner, Hungry Jack for, for oh, lunch, disgusting.
2: and um, I was just thinking about like my my journey in church. Like I I have gone the the full Pentecostal theology swing. I've come through, gone the full Calvinistic, you know, swing and there's the highs and the lows that that brings with you in that journey and you know it's it's interesting that's that that journey we're always you know constantly up and down and around and trying to find our place where we fit and just come to the point where you just like you know god is the consistent what i believe i mean even me and you we've had we've got doctrinal differences we, we've had many good conversations over the years challenging and you know we don't see eye to eye on some things and but we hold tight to the things we do hold believe. Like we have the same exact same theology like Jesus resurrected, died for our sins, we hold tight on that and the outworkings of those things incidentals, you know, and that's I think that's really important for me, that consistency. No matter where I'm up to, he's consistent. Yeah, that's um,
1: good. That's good. And and our differences are so minor that they would never divide us. No and we're well, intem- not leaving. And we're intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the ribbons. Um <laughs> You've had me longer, this church has had me longer than Diane's
2: had me. Oh, no, not quite. We've been met, yeah. Scrap that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Most helpful thing about the relationship with God?
2: For me, it's the consistency. Um, That's that's kind of where I'm at, is just knowing that no matter what I'm going through, He is consistent, He is there. Um, And even when I don't believe or I'm chasing some other thought in my head um, he's there Uh, whether it's that quiet still voice or it's the quiet still voice of my wife pulling me back because she's very consistent as well um, and God uses her a lot to keep me online I don't know where I'd be without her actually
0: (laughs) I'd say the same it's it's (laughs) the constant, it's the consistency and like in I don't know about anyone else but for me personally (laughs) the world is just full of distractions, theories, opinions. And I think that, for me, it's becoming more prolific. I think maybe it's the whole, you know, social media, you know, internet access, the ability to be constantly in your face all the time. And they challenge, challenge you. They challenge your belief system. They challenge your morals. They challenge your values. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there thinking, I'm not sure what I believe anymore. But it's coming back to, hang on, what's God say? and what 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 is the Bible say what does what is my you know journey and what does God want for me and all of that other stuff doesn't actually really matter and it's just knowing that God's constant doesn't matter what else is going on around us we come back to that and it just it stabilizes you when you're all of a sudden feeling a little bit washed around in a second who am I he's there
2: and I think working in healthcare too makes us find it very hard sometimes to love God's creation um you know, we have to love them with only the love that he supplies, so you know, that can really affect your journey too like, I, I love coming to church and, and mixing with people and meeting people and that, but you know when you work or week with people and not all of them are people you want to have drinks with um, yeah, it can be quite challenging sometimes to yeah. you know, and that's why, like I think I said at the beginning, like, I try to be consistent, try to be the same person I don't want to be two-faced um, it's one thing I, I don't like I don't like that mask that christians often will put on well people no not christians necessarily but we all wear these masks we want to pretend that you know we've been saved by jesus and now i'm perfect um sorry scrap that um
0: you did give me a microphone
2: this is
1: why i don't get the pulpit very often there's being yourself and then there's being the best version of yourself correct but it's yeah rubbish if we wear a mask
2: um apologies um sorry i've dealt with this for like 20 years in this church it's, yeah. why he, it's why I don't have a, a microphone very often. That's
0: um, why he felt so nervous and he was breaking out in a sweat I, today. Am I accidentally kind of do it again?
2: <laughs> that's why I'm not saying much. Dion, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to you. Um, <laughs> I'm
1: consistent. Clearly. So did, 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 did you want to finish Yeah,
2: um, it's just, you know, being the consistency in who I am, because that's who God is. God is consistent. I like to try to be consistent and people... You know, we're all we all fall short. We all we're all not perfect. We're all got major flaws and I think you know, I know sometimes I feel the pressure as a Christian to be a Christian. You know, oh you're a Christian, you need to be, you need to act oh well yeah, I do. I need to have a standards I live by and swearing's probably not the best. Um, but I'm I'm human and I have emotions and I get fired up sometimes and I will say stuff and do stuff and think stuff that I shouldn't you know, and But God is consistent, and his grace is consistent, yeah. and that's, that's cool, and
1: I'm thankful for that. Yeah, yeah One of my favourite things is when people say, you're a Christian, you shouldn't behave like that. Like, How do you know my standards? How do you know what I should and shouldn't Come do? hang with me for a while.
0: I, <laughs> I wouldn't I, encourage that, but,
1: you know, let's <laughs> uh, just... Yeah.
0: Well, and I think, people, you know... That's why,
2: why I connect groups at 5.30 in the morning, because <laughs> then no one comes.
0: <laughs> but it's being, it's being consistent that people can rely upon you, yeah. and then you're the person that, you know, that people will open up to or talk to. And I've had the most random conversations with people just by just by being there, by listening. Yeah. And I don't see that as anything else but other than a God thing. Like, you know, I walk away from those conversations going, what on earth just happened? That was nothing i doing because I'm not probably the most comfortable to talk to other people. I'm not a very outgoing personality. I tend to rub people away rather than invite them in. But that's a God thing, you know, to be able to be that person that someone can feel like they can open up to and then you can share with them what God's done for you.
1: Absolutely. So good.
2: I don't want to talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Justin. Clearly.
1: Um, (laughs) Give him a hug. No hugs. hugs. (laughs) One last thought. I didn't put this in the list. Um... But if because it's true. Like what you're saying is People are attracted to you guys. There is something about you where you, you somehow get access to people's worlds where, um, maybe other people wouldn't, and they, they feel comfortable around you, and and they open up more. And you're able to have that access to speak directly into their lives and into their hearts. And that's I think is a god thing. That's a gift because often people don't. A lot of people don't have that. If you were talking to somebody who was wrestling with the idea of faith, um, thinking about God and life, um, and they're sort of open, open to it. They were exploring and and just curious. What what would you say to them to help them actually not go from curiosity to an encounter with God? Either or.
2: Well, I had it this week. Um, so I was in my office and um, a work colleague who doesn't work in my department. He just gets to kind of roam around the hospital doing his. His job. And he comes into my office and we're just chatting away, and I can I said something. So most people in my workplace know that I'm a Christian. I don't. You know, they just know that's who I am, and that's that's it. Is that a good thing or? <laughs> I'm kidding,
1: Jesus. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
2: I'm kidding. Jesus would judge me. Um, <laughs> and he, he goes, I said something about going to church or something. Rather, he goes, Oh, I've been I've been wrestling with those ideas this week, mm. and for me, I never. I used to go the hard sell. I used to go the full, you know. Gamut of Jesus is the you know turn a burn stuff turn or, or, not turn a burn stuff but like really laid on thick yeah um, and there's places for that like I, I I'm happy to share my faith with anyone at any time doesn't um, but I really think that God puts you in moments in time and you, if you have to force it to happen then it's it's actually not His time therefore it's gonna it's you've casted the yeah. the um the seeds in the wrong area but anyway he, he you know God just made it happen so for me I was just like, it was like oh really well in what way and he just said oh you know just think about you know I'm, an, I'm agnostic but I'm like, oh, that's a really cool place to be man so I, I, I actually think agnostic's are a really cool place to be at you know at least you got you're open to the idea and stuff like that and then, and then he was like yeah weird right I was like yeah man super weird and then that, that's it that's the end of the conversation but the door's been open with him now and so it will journey on and um, I'll see him again and yeah. conversations will go from there. And actually, I don't think I told you about that. We'll catch up later. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just yeah. natural. It just has to be natural and it has to be, you know, like I said, I used to be really heavy and, you know, you, you have to come to the church and you have to do that. I'm like, oh, Jesus is taking each of us on a different journey. Like my journey is different to your journey that's different to everyone else's journey here and different to that guy's journey. And uh, but he's
1: on one, and it's pretty really cool. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's for you is, is not being afraid to step across the threshold, yeah. have those conversations, and actually be be because I think what, what we do is we we don't listen to a person's story, we give them the answer before they give us the question. Yeah. And listening to what their questions are yeah. to be able to give them the answers that they need for the questions that they have. Remember our chef friend? I do. Remember? The, yes.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, oh, you're all wrong. We were like, well, if I'm right then you're wrong. You're in trouble if you're right and I'm wrong.
0: Who cares? Nothing to lose. He was like, I think the other thing is just not to be afraid of someone questioning or disagreeing with you, and that I mean, because like in in our workplace, I mean, particularly with colleagues, you get a lot. Like there will be there is actually quite a number of people who have grown up in a Christian. Background, or have had an. I mean, we live in Australia, and a lot of people who come from the country tend to have have some kind of a religious upbringing or encounter, and they'll often be like, "Well, that's just dumb," or "That's so you know, so naive, or so misguided, or so narrow-minded." But it's not. It's just it's not being afraid to have a conversation with them. They're not personally attacking you, and listening to what someone says to you and hearing where they're coming from is. And letting them have a conversation, have their say, opens the door to further conversations. And it's just, yeah, it's not taking it personally, not taking it on board and not taking it as, a, as a, an attack on faith. They're just questioning. They're all, I like John said, everyone's on a journey and their journey might be quite a long one. You know, you're not necessarily going to save someone right there on the spot and not that we do the saving anyway, but you, know, you may never see the outcome of what their journey is, but it's being open to conversation even if it seems negative
2: i've actually said to people where, like if, when we start having conversations about religion because the religion can really fire people up it's very emotive because it's so personal and wherever they are on their journey it's personal that's where they are 100 percent. and it's like my testimony is my testimony their testimony is their testimony and you know and i've said to people literally in conversations if we start to get heavy and this starts to become an argument or a back and forth then we stop the conversation because my friendship with you is more important and um, I've, yeah, a couple of times I've had that conversation, and I think it kind of puts those boundaries in place, so it never gets to that point. Yeah, but so I know where I'm not going to ruin a relationship with someone to win the fact that Jesus is real, because yeah. that's Jesus's job anyway, not mine. Yeah.
1: Um, and that goes back to the old cliche, you know, people don't care how much you know each other, know how much you care, yeah. and Absolutely. that we value them more than the argument we're having with them. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for it's time's up. We've done. We so, survived. Uh, you did. I'll, I'll be getting a few emails this week, but that's that's all right. I can deal with that. That's, Send them my way. It's okay. <laughs> um, Deanna, could you do me one huge solid before we finish? Could you pray for us all um, as we finish this morning? That'd be great. Well, there's no way I was asking you. Let's be honest. You know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> history repeating itself Sean that's one, not huh?
0: I love you no worries alright thank you Jesus Lord God we just um, thank you for the opportunity to come together we thank you for the opportunity to share our stories with each other and the fact that you are our one constant and Lord God we just thank you that we can go out into this week and just be able to share our stories and our testimonies with those around us Lord God and we just yeah thank you for um, courage and encouragement and just Um, the fact that you love us and knowing that you're the one who's always in control Lord God in all of our conversations and we just pray for a fantastic week for everyone and for opportunities to be able to share your love with those around us in Jesus name amen thanks for tuning into the C3CH podcast we trust this week's message inspired and encouraged you we hope to see you in one of our services soon For more information on C3 Church, Coffs Harbour, visit www.c3ch.com.